I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. This is the show where I speak to fellow actors about their journey, and they, of course, share some entertaining audition stories just for you. Um, we have a great guest today, but before we get to that, I wasn't going to release an episode today because I was like, oh, it's Thanksgiving, and then I was like, it's only Thanksgiving in America, and like, not everybody even here celebrates it, so why not release it? Um, the rest of the world isn't stuffing their faces with turkey. I'm not either. I don't eat turkey. But, you know, why not release one today? Who cares? It's the internet. Anything flies, right? Anywho, if you do celebrate, I hope you have a great week with your family. Um, you know, good luck at the dinner table. That's all I gotta say. Uh... <laughs> Also, before uh, we get into this, I would like to announce that I am doing my third annual Joy of Giving donation drive this year. Obviously, it would be the fourth annual had there not been a pandemic raging. I mean, there still is a pandemic going on. FYI, everyone, please wear your mask. But um, we did not do it last year is what I'm trying to get at. Um, so it's back this year, and it is going to be December 5th. 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Colony Theater in Burbank, California. We are collecting goods for the Downtown Women's Center and Ventura County Animal Services. Uh, I love doing this 
donation drive every year and um, collecting goods and just helping our community. So if you live in Los Angeles and you have things to donate, please come on by. I put the list of items that both charities are accepting um, on my Instagram. So please check that out before you come. There are some very specific um, things that they are looking for, especially the Downtown Women's Center, you know, you have to make sure that the clothes are laundered two weeks before donating them um, because most of the women just put on the clothes right when they um, are received. So the the organization doesn't have time to launder everything that comes their way. So please check that out if you're going to come and donate. And um, if you are not in California, but you want to donate, there are so many amazing charities out there. Uh, see who is local to you, how you can help your community and give back. And that brings me to the big show. Today, we have Danielle Lawson. She stars in the brand new film, King Richard, with Will Smith as Isha Price. Um, and we have such a lovely talk. I'm so excited to watch this movie. When I interviewed Danielle, the movie had not come out yet. It is now out, and I'm going to get my butt to the theater probably after I record this because I am dying to see this movie. And uh, it just looks so good. And Danielle uh, was such a joy to speak with. So I'm very excited to see her shine and to see everything that she accomplishes. So here's my conversation with Danielle Lawson. And welcome to the show, Miss Danielle Lawson. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, you are such a bright little star that your Thank career is just like taking off. Thank um, you. I'm so stoked to have you here. I mean... Obviously, I want to go through everything that you've done so far, but I mean, I think we should start this episode with, you know, the big, the big thing, which is King Richard, yeah. uh, your new film where you play the sister of Venus and Serena Williams. Tell yes. me everything. Okay. Well, first, thank you again. And King Richard is the story of the Williams, Williams family. And it just goes through the, um, the childhood life of Venus and Serena and their sisters, Isha, Len, and Tundi. And it really shows their father's belief in them and how he pushed them to be great. And with the support of their family, they achieved greatness. And so I had such a pleasure playing Isha Price. The real Miss Isha, Miss Isha is so wonderful. She's super sweet. She's so kind. Mm -hmm. And it was just such an amazing time and experience working on set. That's so cool. So you guys got to actually meet with the people that you were portraying? Yes. Miss um, Lynn was also on set with us, her and Miss Isha, and they were there to give us advice and tell us about what life was like when they were young. And we met Venus and Serena, and that was super, super exciting. They surprised us all on set, and I was just wow. so overwhelmed with emotion. Yes. I mean, yeah, they are literal living legends yes <laughs> how cool and how was it to to work with will smith i mean one of the greatest talents of his generation and you get to kind of grow up seeing that in person how was that for you working with mr will was super surreal i mean i watch him on fresh prince men in black all of his movies are just outstanding, and he's such a phenomenal actor. 
but he's truly an amazing human being. He's so sweet, and every day we were on set, he was joking around and singing, but also um, he instilled in me a great work ethic. He taught us to be on time, to tell important stories that matter to us, not just to do it for the money, but do it so that it will impact generations to come. And so, Mr. Will, I love you, and you're the best. (laughs) I love that so much. I mean, it's it definitely proves the point though. I mean, when I watched the fir- the trailer the first time, I had chills everywhere because it's just <laughs> one of those one of those stories that is so inspirational. Yeah. And to see it come to life like that with such talent on screen, I mean, what a blessing to be a part of something like that. Yeah, it's truly a blessing. That's so cool. Tell me a little bit about the audition process for that film. How long did it take? Was it multiple callbacks did you have mixers what was it like it was a really long process so I originally auditioned for Venus and so um towards the end of the year I got called in to audition for Landrea and Isha I did them on the same day then I later got called back for Lynn and I was pinned for Lynn and then the sisters themselves were like we think Danielle would be good for Isha So then I came back, I read for Isha, and then I went through the whole chemistry read, the table read at Warner Brothers, and then I finally booked the role. So it was a pretty long process, and my roles kind of got switched along the way, but I think Miss Isha was the perfect fit for me. That's so funny. So the sisters kind of had a say on who you were going to play. I mean, that makes it even a little bit more special that they were like, no, 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 she's Isha. I was like, they know my name. Oh, my God. <laughs> it just felt so special and personal. Yeah. That's um, that's so cool, and I cannot wait to see that. I mean, this episode will be out by the time the movie comes out. Um, so is there any behind-the-scenes stuff you'd like to share? <laughs> um, I'd just like to say you can see a lot of the behind-the-scenes on YouTube already. And oh, um it just showed when we met Venus and Serena how we were all freaking out. We were all running <laughs> around. We met Olympia, which was uh, Serena's daughter, and we were singing Baby Shark with her. It's a lot of just Aww. excitement, and it was so fun. That's amazing. Um, okay, so now that we've talked King Richard, let's go back. Let's go to the start of your career. You started when you were very, very young. Yeah. Um were you then one of those children, one of those babies who popped out singing and dancing and acting and saying, Mama, please let me perform? Actually, I've been a performer all of my life, singing and dancing. And um, I have photos of me with my little microphone. I always had like drums or (laughs) instruments and stuff like that. I always really loved music. And I started commercials, but then I also did a lot of theater growing up. So Mm. I was Dorothy in the Wiz, I was Zazu in Lion King, and I really enjoyed um, spending every summer at this performing arts summer camp called Impact, where I was able to learn the art of acting, singing, and dancing. And I went to that camp for like five years straight. So um, it was super exciting, and I've always been a performer, yes. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like most people who um who are successful in what they do as entertainers, we come out of the womb wanting to entertain. It's just like in the blood, 
Yeah. You're ready to go at all times. Um, tell me a little bit about your theater experience, because I think that when you grow up doing theater, it really does instill in you how important every single moment is when you're acting, how yeah. important it is to be on time, to know every single yes. word. Um, so what was that process for you growing up in theater? Mm-hmm. How did that help you translate into television and film? Oh, it really helped me with learning my lines. When I first mm-hmm. got cast as Dorothy and the Wiz, I was about eight or nine, I believe, and I had a long script, and I mean paragraphs and paragraphs. I was I carried the whole show pretty much, and so I got home, and I learned all of those lines within a few days, maybe even a week, because I was just wow. so excited about it, and it was what I loved to do. So I feel like um, learning lines has really been easy for me sometimes it's not it depends on the day but um that really helped me also um just having a bubbly personality and being outgoing and being comfortable theater really made me comfortable in my auditions and I felt like I was able to just go into the room and kill it because I was comfortable and confident in myself well, yeah, and if you flubbed in front of, like, 100 people on stage, who cares if you flub in front of one casting director? You're right. like, I've done it. Easy. Right. So yeah. what was, um, what was like, the first TV uh, guest star, or co-star that you did that you were like, oh, this is, this is happening. Like, this is where the ball is going to get rolling. What was that first moment for you? Well, that was when I was nine, I believe, and I booked CSI Cyber. I was super, super excited. I just had one audition, and then I booked it, and that was really surreal for me. Um, I remember getting to set, and um, Bow Wow was there, James Vanderbeek, Patricia Arquette was on the show, and I had a scene where I was on the train, and the train was going to be bombed or shut down, and so James Vanderbeek and Bow Wow helped to save me and get me to my mom. And I was like, wow, they're really acting. I had these fake eye drops for tears. And I'm like, now I can cry. I can do that. But back then, I was just super excited. And I was like, wow, I have a room. I have these uh, amazing wardrobe people. It was just really a good experience for me. And I think that was the first time I was like, whoa, this is cool. I want to do this. It's interesting because when you're, I was a child actor, when you grow up on set, I feel like there's this like innate feeling of magic that just kind of gets instilled in you where you're like, oh, everything's so beautiful and magical and you don't really know, you know, the, the grimy parts, the nuts and bolts. You haven't seen that yet. You're just like, oh my gosh, this is all so amazing. But I also think that's what like helps adult actors later on in life if they were child actors I feel like that's what kind of helps you keep the the magic alive is that you've you've experienced it your whole life and you've had that moment of just pure magic Mm -hmm. um so you do CSI and then what after that what what shows do you get on after that after I did CSI um I started doing Nickelodeon so I was on Nicky Ricky Dicky Gone um game shakers and i was super super such a big disney and nickelodeon fan and i was just so excited to be on those shows just to have a co-star role and from then um i did young sheldon um that was such an amazing experience meeting ian and the whole cast 
and I had an accent. <laughs> Ooh, what kind of accent? Was, it was a southern accent. I'd say, okay. okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh. exactly what I said. <laughs> and then um, from there, I did Good Trouble, which was a super, super fun show and a really meaningful and impactful show as well. And I've been auditioning and just yeah. King Richard. <laughs> King Richard, baby. Yes. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about that, though. So you, I mean, you've really done a multitude of different genres and, mm-hmm. you know, Nickelodeon acting is very different than young Sheldon acting, and that's very right. different from mixed dish or good trouble acting. Right. Um, so tell me a little bit about your your training journey. How have you prepared for all these different types of shows? Well, um, I have gone to Groundlings, um, their acting program, Lisa Picot, but I mainly work with my acting coach. Her name is Sonia Leslie. She's an actress herself. She's been acting for years and is my best friend's mom, too. So that's just amazing. So whenever I have scripts, she really just breaks them down with me and she gives me tips and tools. And I really feel like I book with her help. So she is my Mm -hmm. acting coach. That's, I mean, that's really important, too, for an actor to find that person that can help you create the character, the role, the person that you need to become. Um, and it's really special when you find someone that you can connect with. And it's nice that she's basically like family. Yes, she is family. We go to church together, me and her daughter, who's also an actress, Sydney Michaela. She's on General Hospital. We have sleepovers all the time. And yeah. <laughs> we're no just way. Sydney was on the show like I don't know five months ago yeah <laughs> yeah that's my friend that's amazing um so let's let's talk auditions because on this show we like to share audition stories um what are some good audition stories that you have that you'd like to share with the listeners oh there's one that I was really really bummed about so I auditioned for this project. It was with Wanda Sykes and Mike Epps. And I fell in love with the character. I got a call back. I did the chemistry read. I got to meet Wanda. And then I didn't get it. And I was bummed. Oh. I cried. I cried. But then King Richard came about again. And so if I wasn't available... I would not have booked King Richard and I wouldn't be here today. So it's a good story. Yes. It's all about timing. Yes. And then I have many auditions where I've completely forgotten the lines and I asked to do it again. There's all sorts of things. I went in one audition and they didn't even have a camera to record me. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Um well, I mean you're so you're so young in your career. What is it that you see yourself doing down the line? Do you want to continue acting into your adulthood? Do you want to take some time off to do school? Are you going to try to do both at the same time? Yeah. What are you thinking? Well, I'm a senior in high school and so college is right around the right corner. There. So, I'm super excited. I want to go into college and work at the same time. I know it may be tricky, but I will try to juggle it. And if a project comes my way, I'm going to take that project. I hope to be doing TV shows, hope to star in my own shows, um, movies. I love 
working on films and that's the one thing I learned about King Richard like I love being on a set every day and the process of making a movie and the journey is it's so exciting and later in life I hope to direct and produce and create content so mm. what are um what are some of the like genre genres that you see yourself in the future getting into on behind the scenes and in, in the directing and producing and writing areas yeah I really love action and drama I, drama is my favorite genre I like comedy but I get tired of it sometimes I really like a dramatic <laughs> serious piece that leaves you like the show 911 that always leaves you on a clip so fun they have amazing writers. I saw one episode and I was like, I did not expect for it to turn that way. That's what I want to do and produce. Yeah. I totally get that. My family is big fans of disaster films and disaster TV series. So 911 <laughs> yeah. is like the number one show in my family. Yes. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. All those shows. Anatomy, come on. <laughs> Ellen Pompeo. I mean, yes. it doesn't get better. Yeah. Um, I love that you are looking towards, you know, a a full career and doing and exploring other parts of of the industry. Um, have you ever thought about writing? Have you ever just thought maybe I could write something like a short film and direct it and star in it and make make it with Sydney? Oh yeah, that'd be oh that that's a great idea. Um, <laughs> I, I have thought about writing. I definitely would need to get into some writing classes, you know, to develop myself. Um, but I do love English class and I like writing essays. So I feel like that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. What do you think you're going to study in um, in college? Are you going to study acting or are you going to try to diversify a little bit? I actually want to study film. <laughs> so okay. film and African-American studies. That's what I hope to study. Wow. Yes. That's some really cool stuff. And um, I really look up to Regina King because she was oh, a child actress and she's producing and directing The Harder They Fall, One Night in Miami. All of her projects are just amazing. She's a she's a full-on powerhouse and she yes. steals every scene that she's in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who are some other people that you look up to in that kind of facet? Because it's it's interesting. We're living in a time now where actors are becoming directors and producers and right. a lot of female actors are making yes. that transition as well which is so exciting yes zendaya i look up to zendaya i always love her on disney channel and into spider-man and malcolm and marie which she um did herself i feel like she's super inspiring michael b jordan he's also oh, yeah. producing and I mean, the list goes on. Denzel Washington, Viola Davis, everybody. <laughs> Everyone. Yes. I just love them all. I'm yeah. the same way. It's just like there's, it's, you know, we're in such a lucky place to be able to uh, create and uh, live in this kind of fantasy world of being an artist. Um, and you can't help but look up to everybody. Right. Um, well, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Anything that you have coming up that you want to talk about? 
I'd like to say go see King Richard in theaters on November 19th, and it is also streaming on HBO Max. Next Friday. (laughs) And um, how can people follow you on social media? You can follow me at Danielle Denise Lawson on Instagram, and I also have Facebook, Danielle Lawson, and Twitter, Danielle underscore Lawson. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I cannot wait to see King Richard, and I can't wait to see what you do next. I know that you'll have a large and wonderful career, so I'm so excited for you. Thank you for having me. Thank you again to Danielle for coming on the show and spending some time with me. And tune in next week. I have Charlie Bushnell on the show from Diary of a Future President, which is now on Disney+. Um, And make sure to go see King Richard in theaters. Movie's out now. I'm excited. I'm going to go see it. Um, Until next week, make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. Check out our social media. Those links are in the show notes. And um, have a beautiful day, beautiful week. Um, And as always, thanks for coming in. Hello, dear stranger. I'd like to introduce you to something new. Or perhaps something very, very old. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine is a horror fantasy medical mystery following the titular monk turned traveling medical investigator. Follow Radolf as he navigates a nightmare world in which viruses are gods and the human race are not their favored children. Steeped in history and an aesthetic that can only be described as a combination of occult academia and laboratory Judaica, the heresies of Radolf Burntwine have been described as Umberto Eco meets H.P. Lovecraft. For more information, check out the Patreon at thorb.info. But take care, dear stranger, for some truths are best left unknown.